welcome to the Embrace Your Light podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca Lyons and Daniel Massey. And every week, we are going to take you on a journey filled with spiritual exploration, inspiration, and expansion. Each week, we will guide you down the path of ancient spiritual wisdom and new age enlightenment from some incredible guides so that you can continue your spiritual journey with ease, grace, and a little bit of fun. So many people are waking up right now, and we've been called to launch this podcast to help give you the tools you need and a community of people who are on the same path, something that maybe we didn't have when we were first waking up. Becky, what was it like for you when you first had your spiritual awakening? Okay, so I believe my first spiritual awakening was around 2017, like fully. But before then, I was always reading cards and I was... Uh, you know, obsessed with astrology, um, natal charts, and just learning, like just asking people like those deep questions that they're kind of like, who is this chick? (laughs) Um, So I feel like it was like simmering for a really long time. Um, But I just suppressed it. And I was very much escaping it without realizing I was because I was drinking alcohol a lot and I was just constantly surrounded by people. Whereas in my human design, I am, um, I'm a hermit. I'm a five, two projector. And, um, and that's the hermit. Like I'm supposed to spend so much time alone, but I never allowed myself to spend time alone. So I'm going to say 2017 fully with the fireworks, um, yeah and if you want some details hmm what should i tell you i I felt what did it feel like like how going through that from that simmering phase into like the full-blown fireworks like how should Mm. somebody who's listening know when they experience it yeah so for me personally i definitely hit a rock bottom i was very unhappy in my job um i was feeling I was I was started um really looking into and studying manifestation I had read the psycho cybernetics book and I'd put into practice some of the stuff from that book right and I used it in my sales recruitment role to try and manifest certain things and it and I did um I wanted to get to the top of the leaderboard. I wanted to bring in like a big lump sum of, of commission and I wanted recognition because I'm, again, I'm a projector. I wanted recognition and um, yeah, and I got it. And then I was like, Oh, I don't think I want to do this again. Like I, it wasn't, it wasn't that fun. Um, so then I literally just questioned everything. Like I now remember I was living in Camden in London And I remember just walking down the road, listening to these like sad songs, like, (laughs) this is my life. Like, like, where do I go from here? Because I felt so unfulfilled. And it was from there that I was like, okay, so I stay here or I, I figure this out. So I started listening to like Oprah Winfrey, um, Tony Robbins. I literally, this is so funny. It's probably embarrassing, but I would get the bus into work or I would walk into work every day. And on the way in, I would, on YouTube, I would listen to inspirational 
um I don't know what it was that I would search in YouTube but it was something about like inspirational um motivational speaking stuff right and there'll be all these people speaking like Bruce Lipton Lipton oh god I'm not can't even pronounce his name um Tony Robbins Oprah Winfrey all these different people you know like Will Smith like um saying all this stuff and it would really hype me up and it just got me into this like total totally different space where like I would go into work and I could handle it for a bit and but it it totally changed my mindset and they were talking about what's your purpose um what are you here to do like you weren't here to play it small and I was like yeah yeah and then it was from then on that I just everything changed literally everything changed because my mindset changed and my mindset was then instead of looking for the faults of what I don't like it was like pivoted to look for what do I want where can I find it who's going to help me um because I had like nothing to lose I was and and I my mindset before that was oh you're too old to change career I was like 27 I was like you're too old to change career yeah it was like you're too old to change career terrible conditioning um it's like you don't have any qualifications for anything that you want to do so you'd have to study again and do you want to do that you don't have that much money it was like so all of these things just coming at me like you can't do it you can't you never stick to anything you're never fulfilled who says that this is going to work nothing worked before so I had all of those demons like to deal with in my head but what I realized quite very quickly when I when I was asking what is my purpose what is my purpose um I was just started getting all these pings from the universe, like on Instagram, like there was a networking event in the wellness industry, or there was a women's circle. And I then just threw myself physically into attending like networking events, not networking events in the way that you might think of like businessy ones, but all to do with wellness. And then I, I mean, I, I feel like this has more gone down the, 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 aisle of a career rather than spiritual awakening but I feel like this was a huge part of my spiritual awakening because again in human design I'm a mental projector 5-2 which means that I'm here to help others and the reason that I was so unfulfilled before was that I wasn't helping others really in my career so a big part of my purpose is my career so when I had the spiritual awakening that shook me to the core of who are you? You're in the wrong place until it got like loud noise in my, like fuzz in my ears, like get out of here. You know, like I couldn't even stand to be in the office I was in. Um, cause I was so sensitive to the energies that were around me, um, of competitive, competitive sales. And that just wasn't me. So yeah, I just threw myself into finding out what it was and very quickly, I found these amazing networks. I became part of different communities and, you know, yes, I was shy and I was afraid at the beginning, but my, my sort of being stuck was worse than me frying myself out there. So I just threw myself out there and yeah. Um, what else was I was going to say? Um, just questioning everything, like questioning everything, Um, but that never, that doesn't end, does it? Start questioning everything and looking at the matrix and going, something feels off. Like something about what I'm experiencing doesn't feel right. I don't think we're supposed to just wake up, go to work, go to bed and repeat. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. 
And I think that was a big part of it as well was working for myself. I got this thing and it's never really been a thing when I was growing up. I wasn't really, I didn't have the mindset of, oh, I want to work for myself. I want to create something for myself. I just, I didn't have that perspective. It was just, I work for someone else. I go to work nine to five, maybe I'll, I'll make it in something, but I'll probably make like 50 grand a year max. And that's it. That's, that's what's, what it is for me. Um, so one of the programming, right? Uh, yes, exactly. Programming. It's like all I think a lot of people who were born in the 80s and 90s had parents who kind of drilled the idea of like, you're just gonna get a nine to five job and it's gonna pay you enough to live. And that's gonna be the way that your life looks from that point on. And you don't question it because people are telling you that's the way that it's supposed to be. It's only until you start to question the reality, question the matrix. And you really step out of that box and start getting and tiptoeing your way into that spiritual awakening, starting to let it simmer a bit. Yeah. And literally having the mindset of, oh, it's always me. Why is this not working out? It's me. It must be me. It's working out for other people. So it must be me. And it wasn't even like, this is like four years ago. It wasn't even until... I started learning, obviously connecting to the Akashic Records, learning about human design and so much about of what you talk about and shadow work that I realized like, um, it's not me. It's not me. Everyone's so unique and individual and different. And we are made to feel like it's our fault if something isn't right. Oh, just stick at it. Life is hard. Get on with it. And, and when you stick to that, like, don't be a failure. Like, how many jobs have you got underneath you? Remember when it used to be the thing that you were celebrated for staying at a job for 10, 20 years? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, oh, gosh, that was never for me. I know, it's horrible. I don't think it's for most people, but we've been told that it is. So we just yeah. do it anyway. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, 100% was was so much questioning why am I forced to come in for these hours when I've finished all of my work or like why do I have to like KPIs we had so many KPIs so I had to call a certain amount of people and so many so much of what I did in this particular job was against my ethics against my integrity of literally the client or the customer is right shut up do whatever they say um and it just felt so wrong and dirty and horrible that it literally my skin would crawl and i would argue back with people and there were so many unfair things that happened when i worked in this job um and i think i spoke about this on a post recently i can't remember but it was like when you work in sales like people will just cut you like they will just cut you up and they literally I think it's when I put a post out when I said uh, be something about be in a room, be friends with women who will mention your name in a room full of opportunities. And it just triggered something. And I was like, I remember when I would, I got into that mentality as well of like, oh, well, oh my God, like I'm not going to hit my target this week. And if I don't hit my target this week, then I go on this performance review, like treated like a child, you know, like, watched and monitored and oh it felt horrible and that felt like slavery you know like they talk about modern slavery that felt like slavery because I was making the money and I was taking a small cut of it but I was made to feel so small and I don't know I feel like some people might listen to this and be like well you're blowing it out of proportion but that is how I felt and then on top of that we're fed this idea that 
not only are you only going to make like say $50,000 a year, you need to purchase certain items in order to fit in with society. So you're going to blow all that money on stuff that we keep you within this loop because we can't have you being abundant. We can't have you being wealthy because then it's too easy to break out of this cycle. We need you in it. We need you to be a slave to the matrix. Exactly. And it is modern day slavery. And then when you step out of it, you start seeing things and you, you start seeing how unhappy other people are, don't you? You really do see like how, oh, they don't really want to do that, but they feel like they should. It's like how I felt before. And, and you feel, I don't know, I guess you kind of feel bad for people because you're like, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. But so many people don't see that. So I honestly feel like I could talk about this so much more, but I really want you to say how, how it was for you. <laughs> We're going to have a whole episode about this one day because I mean, yes, forever about this topic, but oh, forever. Yeah. All right. So my spiritual awakening, um, I think similar to you and probably similar to a lot of people who are listening to this right now. I had a lot of experiences that were paranormal as a kid. I used to communicate with ghosts. I used to feel their presence, sometimes see them, things would move on me, all that kind of stuff. And it scared the crap out of my family. It really freaked them out. And so there was so much repression that went on. And I had a grandmother who was very similar to me, a psychic medium. And she was the only one who got it, but we weren't allowed to talk to each other about it because it was sort of forbidden. So over time, I eventually learned to just stick with hard facts and to repress, repress, repress. And it got to the point where I actually forgot completely about that stuff until I went into my own channel and pulled all of it out. It was like, well, there it is. There's all the stuff. (laughs) But uh, as I got older, I really, really pushed into the fact-based stuff. So much so that I ended up uh, having a major in psychology and a minor in cognitive neuroscience because I just needed proof. Like even psychology was too proof for me. I needed hard evidence of exactly what was going on in the brain and the body. And I know now that it was all a part of my purpose because I can merge the two pretty seamlessly. But at the time it was just denial. And I was making myself sick. I was drinking too much. I was overeating. I've overeaten my whole life. I just could never yes. find a balance of how to like make feel good, right? And binge eating. Yeah. And just any me- any time of any any form of escapism, right? Exactly. Like literally, reality TV, like you name it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's all numbing stuff. Anything that is not adding to your cup is numbing. It's escapism, and it's just kind of dulling your mind so that you keep buying into the idea that you just get up, go to work, go home, buy things, and then go to sleep. So as well, like something that just came through was like when you watch reality TV, reality TV shows, number one, it puts loads of drama into your life because you're, you're, you're absorbing drama. Yeah. And then the second thing is like, it's like, oh, watch someone else's life, watch them live their life. So you don't need to live yours. Do you know what I mean? So you're kind of living on stuff. You need that stuff too, to sit on your couch and watch more of this. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was the Kardashians, so there was a lot of that game. But yeah, same. It was hard. It kept going like that for me for a really long time. And then I don't even know how to describe this, but I, in 2018, joined a business program that had Kundalini as an aspect of it. And I just was there for the business. I was like, give me the hard facts. 
the woman who was running the program is actually an old friend from high school. And she was like uh, someone who was big in the business world in New York City before she switched over to be a spiritual coach. So I was like, she knows what she's doing. I'll be fine. And it turned out that what I needed was not the business coaching, it was the Kundalini. And that was my like first real awakening where I had a Kundalini awakening almost instantly and memories started flooding back of everything from childhood. And quickly I started having some intense symptoms of all the sickness that I've been like repressing within my body. So I got cancer very quickly after that, which was treated very quickly, thank goodness. And everything ended up being fine. But it was like all the sickness that I've been imposing on myself was just like, well, like now that you're here, let's deal with it and get it out of the way so that you can just be healthy and whole. And since then, I've gone deep into other practices, including my favorite shadow work. And yes. those have all just- Queen of shadow work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was second spiritual awakenings, third spiritual awakenings. It's sort of like ever unfolding like a rose. It just is always kind of blooming. Hmm. Kundalini was yeah. the thing that really set me off on this path for sure. It woke me back up after being asleep for so long. And it wasn't even like asleep. It was like denial of sleep where I was like under the covers, yeah. pulling them up. Like you can't make me wake up. You cannot yeah. make me do this. It's funny I, how I fought against it so hard. I was so yeah. bought into the idea that life had to look a certain way and there was no deviation from that. I feel like yours was like denial, like hardcore denial. So like just looking in another direction and just not allowing this to come in. And mine was just pure escapism, anything. I'll, I'll do anything just to not be here. And, and, and um, another thing for me as well is like um, fantasy world. I'm very much in the fantasy world. So of course I like to get drunk. It made me feel good. I could, you know, I had more confidence. I was funny and I was bitterly shy when I was a child. Um, not, not when I was a child, sorry. When I was a teenager, when I was a, uh, in my early twenties, I was so shy. I couldn't walk into the park on my own. I couldn't go to the toilet on my own. I, I couldn't I go into a restaurant. So outgoing and so bubbly. Yeah. Like, I know. Mind blowing. I know, exactly. And I forget this. Like, just as you said that, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I remember when you were so shy that people like, it was painful. People like, Becky, like, please, it's raining outside. Meet me in the restaurant. And I'd be like, no, please come meet me outside. Cause I would think that everyone was looking at me. So I was so, yeah, it was, it's, I feel like I've lived so many lives in this one life yeah. of honestly, so many different layers. And, yeah, it's it's insane to really think that. And then I, I went away because I always wanted to travel. So I went to America and I went to Canada for a year and a half. And that completely changed my um, my shyness. I wasn't shy anymore. And that was 2012. And that was a huge year for the planet. And I went to all of these sacred sites. I went to Sedona, Grand Canyon, um, Angels Landing, Monument Valley. Um, I went to Navajo Land. I went to all these different amazing sacred sites that I had no idea at the time. I was like, this is nice. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Now I'd be there. I'd be like praying on the ground. Like, let me and take some dust home. And <laughs> crystal like, <ding. laughs> yeah. So it's amazing how, when you reflect back and you see how the universe genuinely does have your back, even though you think it doesn't at times, it steered me into these different places. And like what you said about 
cancer, it came quickly and it went quickly and you got it out of the way. And um, like, that's so, so amazing that it happened like that for you because it can happen in so many different ways. It really can. Now I found, and this is just from my experience speaking with other people who are spiritual, that so many of us have had some kind of illness or sickness and my own hypothesis is it's the repression of our own spirituality. We're making ourselves sick by being disconnected from it. Like the harder we fight the universe, the more we stay put where we are and refuse to consider other options, the sicker we get. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. I agree so much. And I, I, also, I also believe, um, you know, like Kundalini flu? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> when I, I think when I went through, so I used to just, um, like I said, I used to drink a lot. Um, and it got to the point where I was like, I, my body made me sick. So it's like, I couldn't drink it in the end because I'd be physically sick, mentally depressed. It would make me so depressed and like, it would bring out my skin. Like if I just even drank like the old office I worked in, they had drinks every Friday. If I drank the, the really cheap wine that they got in for everyone, it would just go straight through me. Like I couldn't even drink it. So I couldn't even participate in the free drinks because I literally couldn't hold in the alcohol. So I was like, okay, something's not right here. And then I'd have blackouts and it was just everything. The universe was like, you cannot drink alcohol. Your time has come to an end. You've been yeah. drinking it since you were 14. Enough is enough. Um, so yeah, then when that happened, I stopped drinking. And then for a whole year after that, or not a whole year, a, a while after that, I then found out that I had like incredibly critical gut condition. And your gut is like, you know, the place yeah. that if you're not listening to your intuition, it's like it was festering away. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what my intuition was because I had... I was destroying my body with terrible foods and, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. And probably terrible thoughts because I think so many of us do that. We have a system within our body to regulate ourselves and it's what shapes your personality. But the way that it works is every single moment of every day, we're having an experience and our experiences create certain neural pathways in the brain. They're like your wiring. And when we have those experiences over and over, what happens is they trigger the same emotions and emotions are just chemicals. Those chemicals send messages down to the body of like, this is what needs to happen down here. And then your body then sends an ego message back up in the form of a thought. Things like, Mm -hmm. I can't, I won't, I'm afraid, don't do this. Just based on how the body is feeling. And then those thoughts create your experiences. And we cycle through this over and over and over. And that shapes our personality. It shapes our life. Everything is based on that. So if we're having the same experiences over and over, and we're making ourselves sick, and we're committed to the idea of not changing, that's who we become. That's what we are. We're just stuck. And getting into that spiritual awakening place is about starting to challenge that system. How do I create new experiences? Like when you came to America and to Canada and just were like, let me just try something new. I don't know what it means, but let me just follow this hunch. Let me just try it. It triggers a whole different set of emotions and physical feelings and thoughts. And then you start the process of doing something different. So every person listening to this podcast, you're on that path. But if you weren't yesterday, you are today. It's just listening to this 
is doing something different. And now exactly. you have the possibility of creating real change. Yeah. And it's like we said in the intro, it's inspiration and it's expansion. And just by listening to this, you're listening to a different perspective and a different point of view that's not the normal perspective of this world. That I literally lived my life thinking, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not allowed to do this. I'll never be able to do that. It was so limited. Everything was limited. I, I was in a box. I was miserable. And I used to look at people on Instagram all the time and be like, oh my gosh, I wish I had her life or wow, I wish I had that body. I wish I had that, be able to travel there. I wish I had money to do that. I wish I just was happy. Like, oh, she looks so happy. I wish I was happy. And that is what I would look for. But I genuinely believed I could not have that. I, I wasn't lucky enough. I hadn't hit it. I was, it wasn't for me. It was just, not, and, and, and now when I think back to that, I'm like, my whole life now is like, what can I do next? Where can I go next? What can I do? Nothing is off limits. Literally nothing. That's right. That's yeah. so beautiful too. Just to live your life in that way where nothing is off limits. That's how you create whatever it is that you want. Your life can look like anything. It's beautiful. Yeah. So tell me about the Akashic Records, Becky, because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of the people listening to this podcast will not have heard about it before. And it's such a special brand of magic that you bring in. Yeah. So share it with us. Yes, I would love to. <laughs> so um, the Akashic Records um, came to me later. So um, going on from what I was speaking about earlier, I left my job. I left my full-time employment. I became self-employed. I worked as a coach. I trained as a coach. I worked as a coach and I trained to become a tarot reader and I was reading tarot professionally. So I trained with a spiritual guide and she said to me, like, I've never had anyone learn as quickly and as efficiently as you have. And I was like, I can't get enough. Like it just felt so right. And that was my first taste of like, oh my God, I enjoy something. I genuinely enjoy something that's good for me. Um, you know, not like cake or like alcohol, which was my, my old pleasures. <laughs> yeah. Or the, or the Kardashians. Um, and, and that, was what took me on the journey. And it's interesting because I had an Akashic record reading with a lady yesterday who was so beautiful and her, her record said that she needed to go to Bali. And I was like, that's what happened to me, but not from the Akashic records that I knew of at the time, but it, I just had this, this, this calling. It was like, go to Bali, go to Bali, go to Bali. And me still then in my limiting, like, I'm not saying I have, I, there's no limitations to me now because there are, but there's just not nowhere near as many as there was. So this time last year, I was like, right. Okay. No, not this time last year, this time, almost two years ago, I guess I was like, okay, so I need to go to Bali. Oh, okay. Well, I want to go for more than two weeks. And I don't know if I can take two weeks, more than two weeks of work. Um, oh my gosh, my desk is going to drop. No one's going to really look after my stuff because no one really cares. Um, well, there was a few people that cared that I trusted and I loved, but apart from that majority was there was a lot of fear put into you if you worked in recruitment, especially if you had a freelance desk like I did, that you go on holiday and it crumbles down unless you've got a legit great person looking after you. And, and luckily I did, I really did. But still I had the fear in me that like, oh my gosh, everything's going to go to shit basically. 
Um, so I had that fear. And then the other fear was, well, I mean, how are you going to afford it? That's a lot of money, like blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I pushed past those fears. I went to Bali. I had the most incredible time of my life. And anyone who's thinking about going to Bali, you have to go to Bali. It's so beautiful. And um, it was in Bali that I was first introduced to the Akashic Records. And the first time I heard it, I was like, huh? The what? Huh? The Akash, what? What? Akashi, Akash, what? And, um, and I was just obsessed. And I was like, a library? What, what do you mean? Everything that's ever happened to your soul? There's a record? What do you, can I access that? I can. How do I do that? Like, I was like, what? And, um, and then I came back from Bali. I, I got home. I was on this high. And then they say that your soul travels slower than your body. So it took me 24 hours to get home physically but it took like two weeks for my soul to catch up. And when it caught up and it got to the vibration of London, it wasn't happy. So I was in another spiral, downward spiral of um, just not feeling good, basically. And that's when I really got introduced more to the Akashic Records because I had done a tarot reading with this, this lovely lady when I was doing them in the flesh at this place called Globar in London. Anyone who's listening from London will know Globar. And um, I got home and I just felt horrible. Like I felt these extreme emotions of jealousy, rage, uh, paranoia, upset, all of these terrible emotions. And I was just like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like, where's this come from? Like, I felt it towards my friends, my family, like everyone. And then I spoke to a friend of mine and she was like, oh, you've picked something up for sure. Like you've picked something up from your session. And that's when I was like, oh my God, you're right. You're right. You're right. I can feel it. And she was like, I can feel it. It's like in your back. So, you know, if you're not psychically protecting yourself, which I was not at the time, you can pick up energies, entities, whatever you want to call it, that are of a lower vibration that cling to you being a light worker they see your light they want to you know they want to feed off your energy so they get, get attracted to you so I picked something up that day and I looked at myself in the mirror before I went to bed and I didn't recognize my eyes like I did not recognize my own eyes and I was like oh my gosh I know I, I was just some I picked something up so she was like let me do an Akashic Records reading for you and we'll find out what this is and I felt so awful. I was like, yeah, 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 definitely. Please, thank you. That would be amazing. I didn't really know a ton and much about the Akashic Records, just basics. And that night, I did so many prayers. I did, I did a crystal grid around my bed. And I just, I really worked on shifting this, this entity out of me. And as scary as it sounds, I wasn't scared. I just could feel it and I didn't want it there. So... I woke up the next day and genuinely I'd got rid of it. And my friend was shocked. She was like, I can't believe you got rid of it that fast. Like, wow, what did you do? And I was like, I just set intentions and I did a crystal grid around my bed and, and yeah, it's gone. So she then didn't do the Akashic records then and there. She was like, Oh, well let me do it when I come over to London and we'll do it in person. So I was like, okay. So we did a reading and Oh my gosh, it blew my mind. I could ask anything about myself and the main thing I asked was what, what, what's my biggest block right now? And my biggest block was receiving and it took me to where and why, and it was my childhood and it took me there and we realized how, and we did a, like, um, we went back and rewrote the story 
and it changed so many things for me. So that was my first proper interaction with the Akashic Records that I was aware of. Um, obviously, we all have Akashic Records. Well, anyway, let me explain. So the Akashic Records are an energy field that every single soul has and everything that's ever happened to that soul is stored in their Akashic Records. So everything, physical, non-physical, thoughts, feelings, images, visuals, experiences, um, events, um, money, relationships, life, death, births, deaths, everything. And for me, like I just had a realization the other day, I was like, well, yeah, it makes so much sense because otherwise, how do we know what's happened in the past, what's happening in the present and what could happen in the future? How do we know that we've cleared our karma or that we have karma? How do we know what our ancestors did and how we're connected to them if there was no record of it? Mm-hmm. So it's like a big computer system. I was speaking to another a beautiful lady the other day who, who we were talking about the Akashic Records and she was like, I don't know if you guys know Water Priestess, but we were talking about how she kind of got to her to where she is now. And she was like, well, yeah, it was through the Akashic records. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. Cause I love connecting with other people who have experienced connecting with their Akashic records. And she was like, it's like the membrane around the world. She was like, it's like the membrane that stores all of the, all of the information. And I was like, yeah, that's so true. And um, because it's not physical, you can't see it. You can't touch it. You can't, necessarily hear it but you can connect to your akashic records and this is this energy field the ether they call it the fifth element um they call it god's the internet of god uh the the book of life it's everything like everything is stored there and the whole internet is is modeled off of the akashic records i think it's in the bible i think they refer to it as the book oh yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's in the Bible. It's in many different religions. It's not a religious thing, but it's many different religions talk about it. And yeah, it's just, it's so high vibrational as well. So that's the thing I want to add. So when I spoke earlier about picking up an entity through a psychic reading that I hadn't protected myself, it wasn't the person's fault. She had no idea. You know, she didn't it was something she didn't even know she had um so it's probably a good thing that i took it and i cleared it on um so with the akashic records that doesn't happen because it's so high vibrational that you only are connecting to the highest of energies of like the highest god you know like your higher self angels spirit guides passed on loved ones your ancestors your masters and your teachers all of those beings that you connect with that only want the best for you and that's why I'm so drawn to the Akashic Records because I don't want to be involved in you know anything that's well it's not that I don't want to be involved in it because I do still read tarot and and some people can see tarot as you know (laughs) but yeah i know i know i don't know what i'm saying i don't know what i'm saying i guess i just love it that it's so high vibe so your primary method is the akashic records is where you feel at home yes it's just it's just my thing like Mm -hmm. and this is i guess when you know people talk about oh you know when you you'll know when you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when you fall in love you'll you know how do you describe it i could describe it to you but it's a feeling i always know like the first time you have an orgasm and everybody's like well, how will I know when I've had an orgasm? And you just look at them and you go, 
you'll know. <laughs> oh, you'll know. You'll, you'll know. know. It's kind of like when I had my Kundalini awakening and I was like, what does it feel like? And he was like, it feels weird, but you'll know. And then I had it and I was like, oh. I just had a Kundalini <laughs> awakening. <laughs> you can't mistake it. When you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. You know, when you find your thing and you just know, it's, it's like that. And you can have more than one thing. You know, I found it with tarot and I loved it and I still do. And it comes so easily to me. But now with the Akashic Records, you know, oh, it just lights me up and it makes me feel good when I make other people feel good through their Akashic Records. You know, I'm like the channel. So it's like channeling, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just channeling to a specific <laughs> frequency, a specific group that is informing the words that yeah. come out of your mouth. Yeah, and the best thing about it is that um, is that it's all about the person who I'm reading for. So say, for example, I'm reading your records. It's all about you and it's all what's best for you. So it might not be what you want to hear or it might not be what you thought it was going to be, but it's right and it's what's right for you. So you're like kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. No, I did think that when I was younger or I thought that yesterday. And it's clarity and confirmation, right? It makes you feel like I can do anything when they, when, when the... The Akashic Record Lords confirm it. You're like, okay, cool. Like, I don't need to worry. Like, they told me I can do it. I can do it. One of my favorite things about the records is that, I mean, everything that's happened already is written in stone, but you can also see some potentials for what's to come in the future. So when I get my records read by you, of course, and (laughs) I bet you by other people, but now just Becky, she's the best book of session. Yes, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) When I get my records read by you, it's like, what is the pathway that's going to lead me towards my highest and greatest good? And then we sort of see how that timeline plays out. What are the steps? What would I need to do? How do I get to where I'm going? And even if it switches, even if it's like, you know what, like they want me to do this first, but I have free will. I'm going to choose to do something else first. Then it shifts a little bit, but it doesn't have to be pulled totally off that timeline. It's just going to take a different trajectory as long as I'm still following it mostly. There's a little bit of flexibility with that. So I love the Catholic records just to get a sense of where I could be headed. Yeah. And and I love that it's not predicting the future because it's like, this is a potential. Right. If you want it, this is a potential, but you you don't have to take it. like that. Yeah, exactly. And there are so many potentials. There are so many potentials for all of us. And like you say, you might skip a bit, but you might get there faster. But the Kashik Records isn't going to show you a million different timelines. It's just going to show you one and you can work around, or a few, sometimes it shows you a few, and you work around what feels right for you. Because yeah, like you say, 100%, you have your own free will. And none of it is set in stone. Every human being has a choice. So like us with our spiritual awakenings, there were potentials out there that existed that could have had us having a spiritual awakening much sooner, but we resisted, Mm -hmm. we fought against it, we denied, whatever it was that we were doing. And maybe you listening to this are in that spot now, or maybe you've gotten past it and you're on the other side of it and it feels good to be aligned to a timeline that feels a little bit better, but it's all just potential. You have tools, you get to decide. It's beautiful. I know. And that's what makes it empowering as well makes it so empowering it's like it's like they are working with you because they can see things so much clearer than we can because we're on ground and we're in it yeah and like they're like well hang on a minute 
<laughs> don't worry about that so much. Like that's the main thing. They're like, don't worry so much. You are here for a reason. Mm-hmm. No one is made by mistake. The universe does not make mistakes. Nothing is a mistake. Nothing is a coincidence. You're here for a reason. And it's also just being like, you know, you people are like, looking around what's my purpose what's my purpose like your first purpose is that you are here right now your second purpose is to find out what works for you and what makes you tick and then the rest will figure itself out but you've got to go within and that's why shadow work is so important so danielle tell us about shadow work (laughs) that was an amazing segue thank you for that (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) shadow work might sound scary for anybody who's never heard about it before but i want you to get rid of the idea that the shadow is bad just throw that out immediately before we even get into this because there is no such thing as duality duality does not exist So all the stuff that you've been taught about good versus evil, right versus wrong, bad versus good, it's all bullshit. There's no such thing as duality because just like Becky just said, the universe doesn't make mistakes. And so everything just is. So you can't have light without darkness and duality doesn't actually exist. So shadow work in itself is just the process of letting yourself remember things. That's all that it is. It's not something dark and scary. It's not something that needs to be very heavy. It can be loaded with emotions because it brings up memories of things that the brain has sort of tuned out on purpose, but it becomes really beautiful when you move through it. So here's the basics that you need to know about shadow work. Yeah, because can I just say, I feel like a lot of people don't know much about it. Yeah. And 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 it's been it's like a buzzword in a way but people hear it but they don't realize how beneficial it is and how all of the most like i don't know when i look at some of the most who i deem the most successful or inspirational or in their most authentic self people they openly talk about how they've done their own shadow work mm-hmm. it's true yeah, i think this year it's come out a lot because 2020 is a year that the earth is literally doing its own shadow work. That's the process. It's like all the junk coming to the surface to be healed and transmuted. So the background of this, to not kill you guys with too much of the science stuff, is that your brain has all these experiences all the time. And when you experience something that the brain has a hard time figuring out what to do with, it doesn't know how to sort it and how to place it, because maybe it made you feel bad or the emotions were too weird for the brain to reconcile, it essentially hides it from itself and puts it into an area called the unconscious. We have a conscious brain, it's the stuff you know. Like I know that I am 31 years old, my birthday is December 30th, I'm a Capricorn, but I don't identify as a Capricorn too much. I like being a Sag rising, Libra moon. And those are things I know, those are all conscious. Then we have subconscious stuff. That's the stuff that's been sort of drilled into us by the the matrix of like, I need to work these hours. I need to go to school for this many years. I need to wake up and do these steps in this order. I need to literally breathe. I'm aware of those things, but I don't think about them that often. They're sort of abstract for me. And then there's the unconscious. It's the stuff that you're not even aware of. It's 
the time that you were bullied as a kid that you don't remember now because the brain doesn't want you to remember it. It's uh, having your parents fighting downstairs and you heard it and you cried in your room and your brain does everything to not have you remember it. It's literally dropping your ice cream off the cone and being devastated because you're three years old. And the brain doesn't know what to do with that because it hasn't felt that kind of torture before. And so it goes into the unconscious. And sometimes it's things that are a little bit bigger, like past lives and ancestors and wound trauma and inner child work that needs to be done. And all of that stuff is hidden within the unconscious. The reason why so many of us have a hard time in the day-to-day is because the unconscious rules us. We think certain thoughts and we have certain experiences that shape our personalities and we don't know why. We literally are just running on autopilot where when we think certain thoughts about feeling maybe unworthy or not being ready, I've got to take another course, I've got to do another thing or who am I to even dream that big? Or my mom always told me I'd be no one. All of these thoughts lie within the unconscious. So you have the thoughts, but you don't understand where they're coming from. And until you get in there and figure out what the hell is going on, you're just on autopilot, which is why shadow work is so important. Darkness is not bad. It just is. It's just a thing. And so when we open up the shadow, we're just accessing some of that darkness. And I was going to say, you know, like the spiritual bypassing of toxic positivity and oh don't think anything negative or don't go to that space because then you might call in more of it but like that's just I don't know in my perspective that's not true because we need to be like I say to people all the time like you need to make friends with fear because we've just conditioned to fear things that aren't even gonna happen and you know when you go into your shadow like people are like I don't know I don't want to know what's going to come up and it's like no trust me you want to know what's going to come up so that you can stop living on this loop of this pattern that you cannot control because it's so deep in your subconscious that you don't know where it came from yeah even if you don't want to go in there and you think like I don't want to see what's in there you're still living based on it you're still afraid all the time you just don't know why yeah and you're choosing to live with that rather than choosing to to bring the shadow to the surface and move on acknowledge it and be like okay so and and right you might not even be afraid because it's something that happened when you were three years old that scared a three-year-old but it's not going to scare a 33 year old you know exactly and when we pull that stuff out of the shadow i find that the clients that i work with more often than not are like i cannot believe this is the thing that's making me live this way like it could be a past life and Past lives are tricky sometimes because they're so loaded for us. They have such a heavy burden and weigh on us like you wouldn't believe. But it doesn't impact you now. Like you're not going around necessarily going, I hope I don't get burned at the stake tomorrow. But if you had that happen to you in a past life, what it does look like is being afraid to speak up. Being afraid yeah, to show sisterhood wounds and stuff, right? Yeah. It's like being afraid to be your authentic self because that literally got you killed before. Yeah. Um, being afraid to get into the spiritual side because it's literally gotten you killed before. And you're just walking around not speaking up, not being yourself, not living your aligned life without knowing why. And so the moment that you see it is the moment you begin to heal it. And that is what shadow work is. Darkness is not evil. Darkness is not bad. The shadow is a pathway to light. 
And all you have yes. to do, yeah, all you have to do is just see it, heal it and let it go. And the same thing goes for entities, right? I want to piggyback off what you were saying earlier, because this happens to me a lot because shadow work is not as high vibe as the Akashic Records, unfortunately. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to do a lot of protection stuff to keep myself good. And entities, the darker entities that exist in the world are not evil. We've been taught by the media that they're evil. You have been programmed to believe with scary movies and ghost stories and um, visions of zombies and vampires and everything is horrible because ghosts are going to take over your body. All that stuff is just meant to keep you in fear. And so when you feel darkness, when you sense shadow around you, you go to the images that are already programmed within your mind. They're what you're wired for. And so your experience is that it feels evil and it freaks you the hell out, but it's not. When you have a dark entity around you, the only reason why it's able to tap into your energy and hold on to you is because you share a similar trauma. So let's just use me as an example. My cancer situation that I had was obviously really traumatic and I've had to do a lot of shadow work around it. But at the time that it was going on and I hadn't done that shadow work yet, entities were able to kind of clamor onto me because we shared a similar vibration in that moment. If they themselves had had a trauma before they passed on and died, then they could hold on to me because my energy was then the same, not on every level, but on that one with that one particular trauma. And that's all a dark entity needs to hold on. Dark entities are not evil beings. They're just people who have passed on, who have not gone on to live in the light just yet. They're sort of in what uh, Catholics would call like a purgatory where they looked at their life and felt regret and shame and guilt and all of yeah, those. Or they could not realize that they're dead sometimes is what yeah, I got they told. realize that they're dead sometimes. They don't know that they. Well, this is a fun story. It's weird yeah. it a fun story, but my husband actually had a dark entity that clinged onto him and we knew it immediately because he is not klutzy. He's like very meticulous and never makes mistakes. And he was like tripping over his feet. He like dropped everything and cut his hand open. And it was like, what the hell is going on? So I kind of like took it off of him and like brought it to me because I know how to handle it more. And then I started talking to the spirit, like, who are you? what's going on? Why are you here? And he was someone who had lost a daughter and he was looking for her. He didn't even realize that he was dead. And he just was able to hang on to my husband's energy because my husband had lost a father. And so the trauma had the same vibration. Wow. And whenever that happens, you can just help those beings get to the light. All you have to do is ask them for the information that you can get because we should always be looking for information. Maybe that's my human design because I'm a six too. I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you have whatever you need, just say out loud, spirit, I allow you to pass into the light realm with love and grace and let them go. Yeah. And something else when I remember I had a kinesiology session and, um, she would I've been having quite a few sessions at this point and then one session she was like I just cleared so many entities from you today can you feel it and I was just like no I can't really feel anything and I was like what do you mean and it freaked me out so much and she was like well you know I think we've known each other long enough now and I'll explain it to you and she explained it to me 
and it made so much sense and we all have different entities that are part of our personalities especially the lower vibrational ones like i said like jealousy um like because I, I i just felt i what i find is when you suddenly feel an extreme emotion that you're kind of like why am i feeling like this like it doesn't match with how i'm actually mm -hmm. I, how i am in my life right now the long mood and like where did this come from yeah mm -hmm. and 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 yeah and I, i'm so grateful for her for for doing that for me because i became so mindful of it and um it's because i was trapped in this loop of low self-worth so i was allowing so other entities to come in it's like she was like you know the door is just a little bit open you know it's not fully open but it's a little bit open and but something got some stuff crack. in mm -hmm. yeah crack door that's like what she said and um she said to me she was like you know you're a light so they see the light they're attracted to the light but what you just need to say is um it's a kind of like a prayer and just to say like um thank you um god universe source whoever thank you so much for believing that I was ready to take on this role and be able to move energies on. But right now I'm not, I'm not quite ready. So please um, don't, please don't allow them to come into my field right now. And when I'm ready, I will be able to take on that role and what, and do it well. But for now, please just, you know, don't allow them to come into my field. So I, I said that for a while and I didn't have anything for a while after that. Um, so yeah, that's something that she told me and that really worked for me. That's good. And then when you do eventually get to that point where you feel comfortable with it, cause you've conquered the shadow, you know, your purpose cause you're Akashic records. Like you're just living in your light. When you experience them, you can just come at it with curiosity instead of fear and just go yep. like, Oh cool. What do you have to share with me? And you know what it means. Mm -hmm. It's like you wake up and something's off. Right. And we mm -hmm. all have those experiences. You've had it before. And for most of us, we just live like that until the spirit hops onto somebody else because the energy is a better match. But otherwise, you just sit with it and you just feel it within you. So when you get to the point where you recognize it, you can just make it move quickly by going, Hey, like, what do you have to share with me? Why are you here? And then when you're ready, just say, like, I allow you to pass on to the light. I'm sending you into the light with love and grace double check that you did it like spirit have you made your way into the light and when they do see if they have more messages for you it's like going to see a medium like sometimes the spirits that you talk with like aunt sue or your great grandmother are like so love and light or they're like everything you've done is wonderful and everything's perfect and sometimes it's like that weird neighbor up the block who shows up and they're like my dog has not been watched. I'm getting really pissed off. And it's like, how are you coming up into my mediumship reading? Like, please go away. I'm talking to Aunt Sue. Not every person Excuse has me. on is like, crushing. <laughs> they just aren't. Yeah. A lot of people are just so true. they are on earth. But I feel like, you know, by connecting with your Akashic records and by doing your shadow work, it's kind of like what, you would see as like superpowers or like just magic because we're told we're, we're we're made to believe that we live in such a limited world when really we are spiritual beings having a human experience and we have so much power unbelievable power we won't even tap into all of our power the most woke person won't tap into all of that power but um when you yeah and when you connect with these things 
it just really connects you with who you are and you can live your most fulfilled life by knowing that this limiting belief that's playing in in the darkness for no one to see is gone mm-hmm. that's not holding you back anymore and yeah it's not even a part of you anymore like mm-hmm. it was it's just pointless it's kind of like you know a, having a pointless part of a machine that does nothing it's like get rid of it it doesn't need to be there it's not efficient and it it actually is especially with me being a projector I'm like the bringing in the efficiency of like okay cool we'll connect to your soul and learn about who you are and then you can speed through life with ease rather than being set back all of the time by things that you're like you don't understand why I wish somebody would have told me earlier on in my life that shadow work was like the answer for me to get past yeah because once I started doing my shadow work like everything changed my life yeah so easy and it was so forced before and I started making Mm. loads of money and having people reach out to me for things I would have been begging for before yeah so for those of you guys listening that part of you that resists that part of you that feels blocked that part of you that feels stuck it doesn't have to stay that way you are the creator of your own life and all you mm-hmm. need to do is make a conscious choice when you're ready. You yep. have the power to choose. You have free will. And the second that you do, things shift immediately. Yeah. And it's like you've chosen you've chosen yourself. And when you choose yourself, the universe will start bringing you. You're already on the road to alignment because you're in integrity and you're finding your authentic self. And you're getting rid of the shit, basically, that's not yours or was yours. That's like the best way to put it. Like if we could have made the title of this podcast, like get rid of your shit. (laughs) Get rid of your (laughs) shit. (laughs) Because that's essentially what it is. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It really is. And it's the stuff that's not important. It's the stuff that's holding you back. Why do you want something to hold you back? I think as human beings, we're very comfortable with things holding us back because it feels familiar, it feels mm-hmm. safe, and it's mm-hmm. easier than the unknown because stepping into the unknown is, I mean, it's unknown. It's like walking up a cliff and hoping you don't fall down. Yeah. And that's the purpose of what we're trying to do with this podcast. We want to make it so that when you're ready to walk off the cliff, you have something to jump onto. And then you have something yeah. else to jump onto and then something else to jump onto after that, that you're not free falling. And yeah, there's still going to be moments that are going to feel a little bit like free falling anyway, like a bigger jump or something that you can't see, but you have to trust that it's there for you to jump onto. But we are going to bring you the most incredible speakers every single week to help you through this and to navigate this journey. Yes. Yes. And you might resonate so much more with one rather than the other. So it's like you take from this what feels good for you and that's why we want to offer different opinions different perspectives different modalities and just open you up expand you it's like the 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 incredible podcast called the expanded you know they're expanders the people who come in are people who can expand your perception your vision and and make you realize like oh my gosh it isn't what I thought it was and I can have it all as cheesy as it sounds. <laughs> we encourage you to listen to every single one because you might find the thing that you're looking for on one of these podcasts and you wouldn't even expect it. 
Like some of you guys have probably never heard of Akashic Records or Shadow Work, and now your interest is peaked. But wait until you hear all the other people that we bring in, because there's going to be something that just kind of blows your mind. Some modalities yes. that it's like everything within you remembers doing it in past lives. And so you light up and are like, oh my gosh, sign me up for this today, because this is exactly what I was waiting for. 100%. Yes. And it's just like, there's so much out there that is so fascinating that we just want to bring it all to you so you can just experience different things that you'd never heard of before that you never knew even was out there and now and now you've heard about it and guess what you heard about it for a reason i feel like having a spiritual awakening in the year 2020 i mean this year sucked right like we don't have sure about that but having a spiritual awakening in 2020 is like the perfect time because when we were young you just didn't have access to things the way that you do now. Like I didn't have internet in my house until like 1996. And I didn't have like uh, resources, like all these people posting about spirituality. I never heard of most of these things before. Nowadays you can walk into urban outfitters and buy crystals and you can just scroll yes. through Instagram or TikTok and have people literally teaching you about the ancient arts of plant medicine. It's just mm -hmm. a different world. And so we're just really excited to be on this journey with you all at this time and to bring yes. it all into one place. Yeah. And to show you that it's not lonely, it can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be lonely. Like mine was quite lonely at times. And it's only really in 2020, I would say that I found my true 2019 and 2020 that I've really finally found a lot of people who want to talk about the moon and how they feel and are open to discussing I don't know ayahuasca or um, Lemuria yeah. like the Atlantis and past lives and just you know reincarnation and you know what is God and all these things that are just so fascinating and just going below the surface we're deep as fuck in 2020 yeah yeah we are <laughs> perfect well each week on this podcast we're going to bring on those guests and ask them about their specific form of spirituality we're going to ask them to share their wisdom their magic and of course their spiritual awakening story mm. so we're so excited to begin this magical journey with you all Sending peace, love, and light your way. See you next time. Bye.